We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And here we go, my friends. Welcome back to another audio adventure here on Insight. I'm Chris Van Vliet. Thank you so much for being with us on this episode and on every single episode. And as a fan of combat sports and just sports in general, it's been so amazing seeing what Bare Knuckle FC, BKFC, has accomplished over the last two-ish years. I mean, there's a reason why it's the fastest growing sport in the world. And it's such an honor to have the founder and president of BKFC, David Feldman, on the show with us today. You can find BKFC on every social media platform at Bare Knuckle FC. You can find David on Instagram. He's at David Feldman one. And if you're not already, you can follow me. I'm at Chris Van Vliet. Speaking of following, make sure to click follow or subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening right now. I super appreciate you for being here, but don't forget to subscribe or follow so you don't miss out on any future episodes that we have. And thank you so much for these reviews that have been coming in on Apple Podcasts. You guys are awesome. And this is a huge reason why the show keeps climbing its way up the charts for reviews like these ones. So if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please take a second to leave a review like this one from Jose in Puerto Rico. He says, this is the best interview wrestling podcast around. It's easy to listen to and it has great pacing. Chris is the master of letting his guests express themselves without any awkwardness. Always great interviews. Well, thank you so much. I super appreciate that. And again, if you happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts, since they're the only ones that have the reviews, I'm not singling them out as being a better or worse podcast platform. I'm just saying they have reviews. So if you could, please leave a review like our friend Jose here. It could just be a few words. It's, you know, fine. Just a few words. Anything here is better than nothing. But in the case of today's guest, he has given everything to make Bare Knuckle FC the success that it has become. And I mean, they're just getting started. Their next event is Friday, July 23rd in Tampa, Florida. For more info, you can go to bareknuckle.tv. Let's dive into this. Please welcome David Feldman. Well, David, thank you so much for being with us. Absolutely, man. It's been, I mean, from the outside looking in, it's been a wild two-ish years for you guys with Bare Knuckle FC. What's it been like for you on the inside watching this grow? Um, looking for the uh, nicest restaurant to celebrate at and then looking for the closest bridge to jump off of. <laughs> it's, been, <laughs> it's been such a wild, crazy ride. But I mean, 
it's really just been an unbelievable experience that I couldn't even have imagined when I thought of this thing of how fast this would grow and, um, you know, the kind of recognition, the kind of acceptance that we got so fast. I always thought this was going to happen, but I thought it would take five, five to seven years to get where we're at. Um, we have a tremendous team. They did really, really um, good job of coming together and help and having each other's back and making things happen. So, you know, it's it, it's been a tremendous, tremendous ride and just really happy where we're at and can't wait for the growth. What did you think was missing from combat sports? I mean, you've been around combat sports for pretty much your whole life. What do you think was missing that bare knuckle was going to fill? I don't know so much if something was missing or if there was just something extra that could be added. And I thought mm -hmm. that, um, you know, if you could do something that was a little bit more fast paced in today's environment, I like to call it like today's ADD environment because that's everybody either diagnosed with ADD or thinks they have ADD. So <laughs> it was fast paced, exciting, shorter rounds, closer atmosphere. You've got nothing but action for the entire fight. So I think I just thought that that could fit into today's society. And um, it is, man, they, they love it. It's action packed, fast paced excitement. Um, really, really the purest form of, of fighting there is uh, out there right now. Man. And, you know, we're, we're giving the fans something great. Fighters are fighting their asses off. They're doing really, really tremendous. And um, everything seems to be working out. A lot of businesses have struggled so much over the last year and a half with COVID. BKFC has exploded. So what's what's the secret here? You know, it was really just forward thinking. And this whole thing has been a risk, right? Obviously, I'm, sure. I gave, gave 10 years of my life to, to try to get this thing sanctioned. I didn't know if it would ever get sanctioned. And then finally got sanctioned. And then I gave the next two and a half years just trying to get this thing going, which, you know, I had to ram it down people's throat because they didn't know what it was. So, you know, when COVID came, it was just, it was really just another, another speed bump. I'm not taking light of it. Trust me. I mean, I feel so bad for everybody that, that lost their life or got seriously injured from this, or really, I even feel closer to those that lost their, their livelihoods, really, you know, they lost their livelihoods forever during this. So that was a tremendous, um, a tremendous setback for those individuals. And I feel really bad. But on that note is we just said, I have to make something happen. So, you know, we were, do we do a closed door show? I saw the UFC did a tremendous, it was great for them to set the tone, but didn't have the atmosphere as much there. Like you didn't hear the crowd and didn't see the atmosphere. So I said, look, let's do a live event with fans where we can do it. We found a place in Oxford, Mississippi. John Lewis is the commissioner there. Great guy. Gave us an opportunity. So July, July 24th, 2020, we became the first live sporting event in, in the country with fans. And then um, we just moved on to September, October, November, December. And then uh, we skipped January um, and we did February around the Super Bowl. Tremendous event for us, uh, Knuckle Mania. And things have just started to explode. You know, I think if you can give uh, the fan a very, very consistent product, you know, they're going to they're going to like what you, you know, what they say, and they're going to continue to be um, a fan. And that's how we were able to grow our fan base, I believe. You talked about getting this thing sanctioned and getting this legalized. What does that process look like? <laughs> well, you know, so right now it's, it's, I'm not going to say it's, it's simple, but it's a lot easier. It's a, it's a different, it's a different um, presentation than when I had when I was uh, presenting this without any, any experience under my belt, meaning any bare knuckle experience. So imagine this, I'm going into a commission, a board of commissioners, Tanadum, and I'm sitting there. And I said, I want, I want you to sanction bare knuckle fighting because it's safer. It's 
you know, safer than boxing MMA. And they're looking at me like, what is wrong with this dude, man? How's he coming in there telling me bare knuckle is safer? And I would do one simple thing, actually two simple things. First thing I would do is I would take, have the main commissioner come over to the wall and I would say, punch the wall with your bare knuckle. And he would just like tap it a little bit. Then I would put a glove on him and I would say, hit the wall, boom. And he would crack it. And I would say, that's my case. And they're like, I didn't even have to explain it. They're like, wow, I get it. I just get it. So it was still harder because I didn't have the experience behind my butt. Then I would also grab like mock grabbing the back of someone's knee and smashing a head and smashing into my knee. And I would say, what do you think is harder that or a bare knuckle? And they all said the knee. And I said, well, why can't I do this? Right. So, but it took the right commissioner and it was uh, Brian Patterson out of uh, Cheyenne, Wyoming, gave me, gave me the opportunity um, in March of 2018 to June 2nd of 2018, becoming the first ever legal sanctioned and regulated bare knuckle fighting promotion in in world history. Um, And we just made a big, big splash that day. And um, now because we were lucky enough to acquire the consulting of Dr. Don Muzi, who is the president of the association of ringside positions. So that means he's the number one fight doctor in the country. He is our consultant. He compiled data now from all of our fights that lets um, everybody know that we have less injuries in boxing or mixed martial arts. Um, so, you know, we have less concussiveness, less, less, less uh, sub-concussive blows are landed, less head trauma, less facial fractures, and even less hand fractures. The only thing we have more of is more lacerations. Sure. So the unique thing about that is not, you know, we knew it as we were doing it, but now we actually have data. So you can argue my opinion all you want, but you can't argue the data. The mm-hmm. data is the data. It is what it is. So that's what's really helping open up these doors that have been shut for so long. I feel like BKFC is being looked at the same way that UFC was being looked at 25 years ago. This is barbaric. I can't believe people are doing this. What's it going to take to shift that mindset for the general public? I think it's just it's just um, you know staying staying the course really because every fight that we go to and people watch it and they love it, especially live. It's fun. It's exciting. It's fast paced got that little bit of brutalness to it but they see the fighters walk out of the ring fine not get carried out on stretchers you know not groggy they just walk out of the ring yeah they're busted up but then you see the picture of them a week later and they're perfect so i think it's just just staying the course a little longer staying the course a little longer getting these uh these studies behind us and the really great thing is actually next wednesday we become the uh not we but bare knuckle becomes the newest uh I guess part of the association of boxing commissioners, the ABC is they are forming a bare knuckle boxing committee for the first time in history, which is just unbelievable for us and should make it a lot easier to open up these doors. You're making history here, Dave. This is amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's great. Look, I was offered a lot of money last week, just, just last week to, to sell. And I have to tell you that I stayed up for two nights in a row thinking like, do I take this money? But you know, man, and when you get to know me, you understand that it's it's I'm a passionate person, and it's not I'm not just in here for the money, and it's not just that. It's that I had a, I have a core three or four people that work for me since since Jump Street since the beginning. Some worked for two years for free, not a dime. So until I can change their lives, like not just give them a little money, but change their lives and change my own life at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, leave enough for generations, you know, below us to do this. That's when I know it's time to go. And, you know, by that time, I'm sure we're going to really change the mind of a lot of people. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. 
Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Is the hope here to take some fans away from boxing, take some fans away from MMA, or are you trying to create a whole new fan base? I think um, we will certainly borrow some fans from boxing or MMA. I'm not going to say take them because I think if you're a, a big MMA fan, you're going to stay a big MMA fan. If you're a big boxing fan, you're going to stay one, but there's always room for, you know, improvement or something different. But I think what sets us apart is for the common person is everybody in the world has either witnessed a bare knuckle fight or been in a bare knuckle fight in their life. So I think it's more adaptable to the common person than boxing or mixed martial arts is. Therefore, I think we can certainly open up a new fan base at the same time using the boxing and MMA fan base. But the thing, you know, about, about us and Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship, we just really stay in our own lane. We stay in our own lane. We market the way we want to market. We use some fighters from mixed martial arts, from boxing. And if we're gaining new fans that have never really watched uh, combat sports before, that's great. Um, but, you know, we're here just to just to do our thing. We're not trying to hurt anybody else in the process. We're just we're just building this this phenomenon up. And it's, you know, it's catching fire. This may be pretty broad, but for you as an athlete, when you were in the ring or for you now as an entrepreneur, what do you think has been the best advice that you've been given? Um, I mean, I, you know, there's been a lot, really, there's been a lot, but it's just really just been, you know, stay the course. Don't, don't actually, but one of my investors, he came in and, you know, we talked for a while and then he invested money, a good, good amount of money, he came back in the room. And he was like, one thing, don't ever lose your passion. I didn't invest in this business. I invested in your passion. So I think that's really what it is, because that's what happened last week. I almost lost my passion for the money, but I didn't lose my passion. And I think as long as I have this passion and this fire in me to grow this thing, again, like I said, it's not it's not about money. I, I realized that last week I was like, I thought I was in this for the money. I'm not in it for the money. I'm in it. I'm in it because I need to. I need to show people out there that if you work hard enough and really work your ass off that, you know, you can, you can make any dream you want come true. If you, you know, within reason, obviously, if you want to fly to the moon, you might not be able to fly to the moon, but if you have something within reason that you can make happen and you work your ass off and have the kind of passion that it takes to get there, 
I think I'm living proof that it can happen. Mike Tyson's name was being thrown around with BKFC for a while. How close was that to actually happening? You know, um, I don't know how close it was to actually happening. The, the, the offer was official. We talked to their team a couple of times. It, that was, that was real. Everything about it was real. Did Mike Tyson want to get hit with the bare knuckle at his age? That was the big question. And it ultimately the answer was no. Um, you know, he did his fight, which was a great fight against Roy Jones, but I don't think that they went in there really at a war trying to kill each other. I think they went in there more, more of a show. And you know what? Mike Tyson, for all he's accomplished and all he's changed throughout his years with, with boxing, he deserves that. He deserves the opportunity to just entertain and get paid for it. And that's what happened for him. You've been so successful so far, you know, two-ish, three years in so far. What's the five-year plan from now for Bare Knuckle FC? Five years from now? Sure. Yeah. That's, that's definitely sitting on an island somewhere. I've got, <laughs> I got, I, I got really three to five years left in this thing. I mean, the stress really the the wherewithal, the stress, um, you know, I can't spend as much time with my family as I need to. And I want to, I want to be able to do those things and I can't right now. And it's okay because they understand why, mm-hmm. um, you know, I can't just sit around at home, but in three to five years, I think I'll get it to a point where, I don't want to really walk away from it, but where I could really consult consult whoever else would would be the predecessor. Maybe that would be Dave Jr., who's the COO right now, or maybe that's going to be someone else that comes in. I don't know. But I'd love to continually always stay involved with it in some way, shape, or form because, you know, it's kind of like a baby to me. Like, I literally brought this thing, hatched it, and, and you know, kind of made it happen. So I love this. I really, really, truly love this. This, isn't, this was not a job. This is something I really love. I, I believe in it. I think the fans believe in it. The fighters believe in me. So for everybody that believes in me, you know, I got a lot more work to do. Do you laugh at people who don't know your background, don't know your history and think you're just like the new kid on the block? Well, you know, it's funny because I had a, I actually, you know, went outside. It was, it was tough for me, man, because I try to always be as professional as possible. But one of the trainers the other day actually started talking a lot of smack to me. You know, I lost my clone. Like, yo, I said, oh man, what's up? You want to do this here or you want to do this outside? What do you want to do? Huh? And then I was like, oh my God, what did you just do? Like, why are you acting like that now? Well, you know what? It burns inside of me. So I think that, I think that the thing, why this thing really does the way it does really. And I had this relationship I do with the fighters is because I was in there and I did get punched in my head and I know what they go through and I treat them that way. Obviously some fighters, you know, think that they're entitled to a lot more than other fighters and or more than they're really worth. And then, you know, we butt heads. But I think me having a fighting experience really and, you know, having fighting in my bloodline really helps me or helped helped really grow this thing to the point it's at right now. What was the tipping point for you guys? What really pushed you over the edge and made this like a more mainstream thing? I think it was um it first started out with uh Paulie Malinaji fighting um Artem Loba because it got the boxing versus MMA were a world from the feud with Conor McGregor, all that coming together. So I think that was the one that kind of pushed it. And then we had some really great articles in Forbes magazine that said why bare knuckle fighting championship is the next billion dollar combat sport. Those kind of things, I think made people go, wow, this isn't just another backyard thing or another, another startup. This is something that can be something. And now 
It's just if you watch one of these shows live, it's over. If you're a combat sports fan, obviously, if you're if yeah. you're a ballet fan, you might not like it. But <laughs> if you're a combat sports fan and you watch this live, it's it's over. It's over for you. We had Paige Van Zandt on the show not too long ago. And I think that when you guys signed her, people went, oh, well, this is the real deal when they're getting names like that. Absolutely. You know, Paige did did wonders for us. Um, she wasn't really getting paid what she should have been getting paid. And we, you know, we pay, I think we overpaid her, meaning we didn't overpay her to her value for us, but we overpaid her from what other people were going to pay her. But she was worth every cent that we spent on her. She was the most expensive fighter that we ever had the most expensive card and we brought in the most revenue we ever brought in so it worked um she was every bit valuable to us as, as we paid for her so it worked for us and i think that also while other all these other companies were, were bidding for her and we won that bid i think it was like wow these guys are serious they're really here to play ball and now i just got a text for uh, four legends to fight right now while i'm on the phone with you so things are things are looking good man they're heating up and i uh i really love the the direction and where this thing's going. Well, look, I want to be super respectful of your time. Thank you for being on with us. I have just one last question. I end every interview talking about gratitude because I say that if you can be grateful, you'll live a great life. So what are three things in your life right now, Dave, that you're grateful for? I'm grateful for my team. I mean, my team really like, you know, they showed me that it, that I could be, um, you know, w with the proper work, dedication, that you can be anything you want to be. It was my team. My team went through everything with me. I mean, you know, that was, I'm truly grateful for that. I'm, I'm grateful for, you know, Brian Pedersen. He gave me a shot. He gave me a shot. He saw that this could be something and he gave me a chance. And um, I'm grateful for my, uh, you know, my family, my wife who sacrifices so much so I can sit here and, and you know, work my ass off and try to build build this thing. So I think that's, uh, that's the, the three things that I'm most uh, grateful for right now. And things are just getting bigger and bigger every single day. Thank you so much for making some time for us today. Awesome. Thanks, Chris. Well, there you go, my friends. And the fact that David Feldman was able to squeeze us in for an interview during fight week, I think says a lot about who he is. So a massive thank you to him for giving us some insight into the backstory of BKFC and, and where he sees it heading. If you're a fan of combat sports and you haven't checked out Bare Knuckle yet, this Friday, July 23rd, that's your chance. BKFC 19 is live from Tampa. Go to bareknuckle.tv for more info. And please share this episode with somebody who you know would love this. Somebody who loves MMA or combat sports. Take a screenshot, tag us. BKFC is at bareknucklefc, and I am at Chris Fanfleet. I mean, it's just so amazing to see how far they've come in such a short period of time. And I'm pumped. I'm pumped to see what the next six months, 12 months, 24 months looks like for Bare Knuckle. Before we go, I'll share the words with Benjamin Disraeli, who says, action may not bring happiness, but there is no happiness without action. Mm. Be great. Be grateful, my friends. We'll see you on the next one for some more insight. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.